As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easy for modern small businesses. You no longer have to be part of a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and a great service to take care of your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. You sign up today, you will get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash rocket chip again gusto.com slash rocket chip well we have taken quite a trip these past few weeks haven't we michael yeah i i'd say so the the whole blockland journey took us to quite a few places starting out in cleveland and then places like miami and puerto rico even my old stomping ground las vegas and then back into the boardrooms of cleveland's civic elite and even to the convention center where Blockland Solution Conference took shape. And don't forget about the luxury car dealership where the architect of this whole thing makes himself at home. No, you definitely can't forget about that. (laughs) But where does this journey take us next? Not just for the listeners of the series, but the people in Cleveland who are on this Blockland journey. Whether they like it or not, right? It's true. (laughs) We're going to try to figure that out today on the final episode of the special series on Blockland. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. I told you when we started this series that this whole story, it's pretty hard to believe. And now that we've gotten this far... I'm not going to lie. It's still hard to believe, but 
you're living in Cleveland. You've seen all of this unfold in front of your eyes, even have played a part in it. What do you think? I played a very, very small part. Let's be honest there. Like really super small. But but look, I can see why Bernie is proposing this sort of moonshot, as he calls it. I mean, Cleveland has always seemed to be looking for its next big thing to prevent the brain drain, as they say, to to bring the potential boomerang residents back home who may have left. And yes, blockchain as a technology, it's definitely super, super early. But maybe it's possible to be early enough where it can all work. And for those who bring criticism to the effort, questioning whether it'll actually work or even be a good thing for Cleveland's residents today? Well, they bring up good points, too. The truth is, it's impossible to really know if this is the idea that Cleveland needs or not. And as for what's next? Well, that is really hard to say. I mean, when I sat down with Bernie, he referenced this meeting that was going to happen in late January. That's what that meeting at the end of January is really all about, which is how do we make this effort be have longer life than just six months a lot of energy and then let it die a meeting in late january yes and while i don't think it's the one that bernie was referring to there actually was a public meeting about what could be next for blockland that was held at the city club of cleveland which is known as america's citadel of free speech as they say um and actually you can watch or listen to the entire program online if you went to cityclub.org you'll be able to find it there but the session started with a brief overview of what's happened to date and it sort of set the stage for what might come next for blockland Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the City Club of Cleveland. I'm Rick Jackson, senior host and producer at IdeaStream. I'm pleased to introduce today's forum, a conversation with local leaders on the Blockland Initiative. Last summer, many of you know, Bernie Moreno began sharing his vision to make Cleveland a leader in blockchain, a disruptive technology that has the potential to impact banking, real estate, manufacturing, countless other industries. Progress has been swift. In August, Blockland announced a partnership between Jumpstart Inc. and Toronto-based Blockland Research Institute, providing small businesses and nonprofits access to BRI's data and their research. In November, Ohio became the first state to accept cryptocurrency as payment from taxpayers. And in December, the Cleveland Blockchain Solutions Conference debuted, drawing more than 1,500 people right here to downtown Cleveland from around the world. They learned more about the technology and how Cleveland can establish itself as an epicenter for blockchain technology. Proponents believe Blockland would bring large amounts of tech talent, entrepreneurs, and innovators into the region, boosting our economy, improving our tax base, and creating jobs. Critics, though, worry that if the efforts do not change the underlying conditions of the poor in our city and in our region, it simply won't be the success that it could be. So the question we have is, what's next for Blockland? Can the region, long known for expertise in manufacturing and in healthcare, also become a technology hub? Today, we may find out. Well, I hope that we do find out. So who is at this meeting? Well, there were several members who were involved with the initiative, not named Bernie Marino. In fact, as they made their way down the panel, they did start to make some introductions here. And Blockland has been an extraordinary achievement, thanks in part to Bernie Marino, but he's not here, so I don't want to give him too much credit. (laughs) Wait a minute, that, that voice, that sounds familiar. Yes. Well, that's Charles Stack. He's the CEO of Flash Starts and Startmart, which is an early stage venture accelerator and a co-working space here in Cleveland, Ohio. But you might remember him as... 
the founder of books.com. That's that's right. We did the two-part series on our other podcast, This New Economy, about how he created the first e-commerce store ever. Now, we've also released that on Rocketship, but if you never heard it before, you know, check it out. Just uh, search books.com in our feed. So he is part of Blockland. I'm telling you, Michael, it seems like everybody in Cleveland who's somebody is. But Charles and Flash Starts, they're actually a part of what's next for Blockland. We're raising a $6 million fund to focus on pre-seed, the really far upstream, early stage uh, blockchain companies. And and Jumpstart, which is uh, focused on seed stage, it's kind of after us, Mm -hmm. is raising their $100 million fund to focus on um, later stage companies. And the idea is a combination of both recruiting locally, cultivating, and attracting globally. So it's, it's a three-part, fa- three-part investment model where we're both trying to grow our own, we're trying to create our own, and we're trying to recruit from around the world. And that's the answer, part of the answer to your question, who else is doing this? Every city in the entire planet is working on economic development through technology because technology is what creates jobs. So we're not just competing with, with Boston and New York and Austin, but it's literally every city in the world. So there's already some funding for companies that are connected to blockchain in, in some way to get started in Cleveland, whether you're there already or you want to move your shop there. Yeah, and the process of wooing people here has apparently already begun. But is the talent there in Cleveland for these tech companies who are going to pick up their head offices and move to Cleveland? Um, are they going to be able to recruit? Are they going to be able to hire and grow? Well, there's definitely tech talent in Cleveland, but the reality is there would need to be a lot more. Dr. Monique Umphrey, she's the VP of Workforce Innovation and the Dean of IT for the IT Center of Excellence at Cuyahoga Community College. She was on this panel and she started to answer this very question. The true number remains to be seen, but we do know that we have to align the number of people that we produce with the job opportunities. What we don't want to do is to create 5,000 people that have gone through uh, blockchain training and then there are no jobs here. We don't want to do that because that would further exacerbate some of the challenges. So we're trying to make sure that the education and training is uh, is aligned with our job uh, node. And so uh, as we look and we're going through those uh, training and education efforts and looking at the repository of what's available in the region, we're also trying to make sure that as we talk about marketing and getting the word out, I mentioned earlier that it's critical that we have people that are not necessarily technical as part of this to help us get the word out. Because how are we going to reach the communities? And, you know, it's a two-pronged thing. It's the long view, looking at the K-12 through system and getting more people in the pipeline. But it's also working with the adult uh, population, uh, people that need to be reskilled or upskilled. And, and getting them involved. So uh, some of it is short-term training, uh, helping people understand what's necessary to upskill or reskill, but also equipping the next generation with the skills that they need. And Jessica Berg, dean of the law school at Case Western Reserve University, added her take on this. Now, she co-leads the legal node with Lee Fisher, who we've heard from before. As an educational institution, we are constantly faced with the idea that we have to train people for what's going on right now, and we have to train you for what we have no idea is going to go on in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So when we think about the skill sets that we're focusing on right now, I think the important thing to keep in mind, you know, blockchain has some potential uses 
We aren't sure yet exactly where it's going to be most useful or most successful. But we know quite clearly from actually quite a bit of data over now quite a long period of time that we need to be more prepared on the tech side. We need to be training students. We need to train them, quite frankly, on the law school side, even though they might get scared when we show them numbers and, and formulas. You know, there, all of this has to face the fact that technology is a part of our lives. So to the extent that this gets you interested in something, to the extent that we pull in the non-technologists, to the extent that we tell you that there's something out there that you need to be aware of, and to the extent of the educational institutions that we can train you to have the skills maybe not to be as frightened by something coming out there, to be able to evaluate it a little more, to be able to think about what works for your business, that's a success. Whether or not you are trained specifically right this moment to do blockchain. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. This episode is brought to you by Yahoo Finance. Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. And it makes it incredibly easy to manage. So if you're struggling with that, check out Yahoo Finance. For over 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor. And that's how Yahoo Finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. So go to yahoofinance.com that's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially for small businesses. You don't have the time to be an expert on things like taxes and regulations. And there are old school payroll providers that exist, but they're just not built for the modern business. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy to get things right. Now, again, there is some competition for Gusto out there, but Gusto actually has a lot of things going for them. PC Mag and Fit Small Business, they've called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses. Gusto makes payroll a breeze. In fact, 9 out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. And Gusto definitely saves you time. 72% of customers, they actually spend less than five minutes to run payroll. I know a lot of people that spend way more. Gusto is reliable. Four out of five customers actually reduce payroll errors after switching. And if you don't believe it, just Google it. People love Gusto. And how often do you actually love your payroll provider? Almost never. Most small businesses, they don't have an HR expert. 
but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not on your payroll or your paperwork. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. That's gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. So it sounds like the educational institutions will be baking some of the necessary blockchain education into their programs today. Yes. So some things are already in the works. The funding, the education. And that tech center. Well, it's funny you ask. I wanted to mention CityBlock because it's, it's, it'll be a real galvanizing piece. So, so there's a place node um, which is working on creating a physical location that will bring together all elements of Northeastern Ohio into one kind of collision center where we can orchestrate interesting collisions with high density and extremely high diversity to, as a tech center for not just uh, startups, but also for large corporations, universities, uh, law firms, and, and so forth, where they can coalesce and, and galvanize each other and bounce ideas off um, and, and come up with true innovation. And this is hopefully not going to be a small project. This will be one of the bigger projects the city of Cleveland has seen in a very long time that will be focused on block land initially, blockchain initially, and then technology generally. Ah, yes, city block. We heard Teresa Beasley talk about this. And we also heard Sam Allard criticize it quite a bit because as large of an idea as it is, the question is, Who's going to pay for it? And it seems like that question doesn't yet have an answer. Not yet. And the reality is there are a lot of other questions that don't have answers. I mean, when will Bernie Marino have to pass the baton and remove himself from the initiative that he conceived? I mean, he wasn't at this meeting at the city club. Maybe that process is starting now. And what components of this entire initiative will actually lead to success? Is it the funding? Is it the massive city block? Is it the conference? Is it everything? Is it nothing? The reality is this story about Blockland, it's sort of just beginning. I mean, at this point a year ago, it wasn't even conceived. There weren't any nodes. There was no conference. Bernie Marino, to most, was just the name that they saw on luxury auto dealership buildings and institutions that he donated money to. Is this the moonshot that Cleveland needs? Maybe. But then again, it might not be. We don't know how the story's going to end. But we have to admit... When Bernie Marino serves as a storyteller, it's just hard not to listen. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It's your support that keeps the show going. Rocketship.fm is now part of the Podglomerate Network. If you want to learn more about the other shows on the Podglomerate Network, go to thepodglomerate.com. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. If you go to productcollective.com, you can check out live video interviews, sign up for our newsletter, be a part of our Slack group with over 6,000 product people. Just check it out at productcollective.com.